0: The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Welcome to our conversation this week. It really is a conversation, Percy, and I I appreciate this time together.
1: Well, we try to make all of our shows conversational. Again, we don't want them to feel... Uh, scripted in any way. And, and we really had a great in-depth conversation with an individual that gave us her insights about her cancer journey and how she dealt
0: with it. We're all going to hear that conversation in just a few moments as you introduce Jennifer to us. We'll get to that just uh, very shortly here on the program today. Our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com and I'll say more about that in a moment. But our theme today is No Turning Back. Now, what what do you have in mind with that?
1: Well, when we really begin to dig into the conversation of cancer, and I've seen many different iterations of it, the truth and the fact of the matter is things may be different. Things may change. And what happens for most of us, probably many of us, Wayne, is that we don't want things to change yeah, that's in our right. life. We, we want things like, to stay exactly yeah, the you same. you got it.
0: You, you've been reading my mail, haven't you?
1: <laughs> and so when we are forced to change direction, school of thought, Paradigm, disposition, attitude, that really is a challenge for us. In this particular context, not so much physically, but mentally and emotionally.
0: Yeah. Hey, just for a moment, we're going to hear from our guests, but I want our listeners to understand that you travel around the country to uh, gather these interviews and bring them to us here on the program.
1: I do. We we have the opportunity and I have the opportunity to sit down with folks from across the country who represent a cross-section of social, political, economic, and in some cases, even theological perspectives that all have one common theme, and that is dealing with the challenges uh, of cancer, sickness, and disease, either as a caregiver, as a patient, or as one who is supporting someone from a professional uh, capacity as a physician or an oncologist, and etc. But they, they all have one common theme. As we understand, cancer is not discriminate; It affects all of us yes. in every
0: walk of life. We benefit from those conversations very much, and that interview is coming up with Jennifer in a moment. Hey, we have a resource I want to offer to our listeners. It's called seven things you should know about cancer. Now, I happen to know the author of this resource. His name is Percy McRae. So let me ask the author, what's in this?
1: I'll quickly mention just a couple of topics highlighted in this resource, like how to be sensitive to one's unique spiritual needs Hmm. or how to plan and protect your time as a patient and caregiver. Mm -hmm. But some core things that people should know and understand in relationship to the cancer conversation and cancer patients that will be helpful, beneficial, and supportive. And it's a free download. We like giving away freebies here, yep. made available to everyone, and you can share uh, with family and friends.
0: It's called Seven Things You Should Know About Cancer. It's available at our website, health, hope, and inspiration.com. That's four words, all run that together health, hope, and inspiration.com. And just look for the resource, Seven Things You Should Know About Cancer. All right, either you're listening to us on our website healthhopeandinspiration.com or you're listening through iTunes or a podcast form of some kind, we need you to subscribe to this program.
1: We do. So we are we are sending out the heralds declare. <laughs> Come out and subscribe to Health Hope and Inspiration, share segments of the show to family and friends via all of your social media platforms. Again, all free easy to do and again you will receive these shows to your device of choice weekly without ever having to search, and you will be inspired and encouraged on a weekly basis.
0: And do one more favor for us. Review this program at iTunes so that others can know what it's all about and be attracted to it. So you'll find that at iTunes. Health, Hope, and Inspiration. All right. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, where they treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers Centers of America, or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We always get inspiration from the scriptures, and we always try to include some, uh, some verses from the Bible on our program.
1: Spiritual nugget for today, our foundation in which we're setting this conversation and standing upon, is found in Psalms 121, verses 1 through 3, and it reads as follows. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. And again, this scripture reminds us of where we should place our vision and our trajectory. When we feel that we're in the valley, we need to look up to the hills from which comes our help.
0: All right, let's keep that in mind as we listen today to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, earlier, Percy, a.k.a. Pastor P, sat down with a breast cancer patient. So let's listen to their conversation.
1: Well, with me today is Jennifer Thickpin, who is... Uh, a patient who treated at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia, at Southeastern Regional Medical Center, Uh, looking fantastic and doing well. I'm so excited to have you on the show today.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
1: We want to talk about your journey, your path a little bit with regard to being a um, breast cancer patient. Of course, breast cancer is probably the most commonly discussed cancer among women. Let's first talk about uh, how old were you when you were diagnosed and and what did you do for treatment, chemotherapy, radiation? Let's talk a little bit about that.
2: Um, I was diagnosed, believe it or not, on September 11th. 2014 wow and i always remember the day just because of of it being september 11th and you know like most americans i woke up that morning already in a somber mood yes and to get that phone call on that day Mm. was just heartbreaking for me and for my family yes And at the time i was 36 years old yeah cancer was not even on my radar Mm. a lot of women think i'll worry about that when i turn 40 right And so to get that call on that day was just heartbreaking for me.
1: I would imagine.
2: As far as treatment, I um, had a combination of chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery. Okay. And a lot of other integrative therapies. So you did the big three. Mm -hmm.
1: And so going through those processes, you truly have been down the path of of being a a cancer warrior. I, I actually call you guys warriors. I've been spiritually supporting cancer patients for over 20 years. And the rigors of cancer treatment requires a warrior's heart and a warrior's mentality, but there are just days that when you don't feel like fighting, so that's when you need someone else to help you fight. You're a woman of faith, and 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 you have a, a sense of spirituality about you. Let's talk about the role of spirituality and how you were able to manage that within the framework of good medical care and not compromising one for the other or negating one for the other.
2: Um, Spirituality definitely played a role in how I handled the news of uh, having this diagnosis. Okay. I originally, when I was first diagnosed, I was a little angry, to be honest with you. Hmm. I was a little disappointed. What?
1: Love God and yet you're angry? I Ooh.
2: was disappointed. Maybe angry is probably a strong term, but disappointed going through the process of being diagnosed. Um, I had faith. I stood on God's word. It's going to be you know, benign. It's not going to be cancerous. Right. And so to get that news, I was actually a little disappointed. Yeah. And like, you know, why me, God? How could this happen to me? I'm sure. young. I have two children.
1: A I'm, spouse, a I'm a professional professional. Life I mean, is good. Yes,
2: I had just run a half marathon not too long before. I, I was healthy. Right. So how could this happen you to me? You was doing the thing. I was doing it. How could you let this happen to me, God? I love you, I serve you, I honor you. Yes. And you let this happen to me? Mm. So it was really an emotional journey for me. Yeah. To go through that process of evolving from disappointment to um, and as my care pastor once told me, how can this be beneficial to my life? Right, right. What can I gain from this? Mm. How can I use this to serve you? God became my prayer versus the
1: disappointment. So, unlike so many other cancer patients that I've spoken to, and again, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let you off the hook. Of course, I was being facetious when I said, what? Believe it or not, many cancer patients are angry at God mm-hmm. or angry at the situation, and I think that it's a uh, it's okay to give people permission. One of the things that I tell people who are supporting cancer patients: give cancer patients permission to be angry, mm-hmm. to express and emote what's going on because they're human. And again, it's easy for someone else on the sideline to say, "Well, how dare you be angry or disappointed at God?" But the fact of the matter is, and again, just as you unpackaged, you're you're living according to the standards of life you're you're doing you're doing what you're supposed to do and life is moving along and you've had you had to work through the emotional dynamic of hearing that and so you did uh, sounds like you relied upon your faith and you utilized that and then you began to change your paradigm looking at how to serve God how this can be meaningful and beneficial so how did you do that?
2: It was a process of turning it around. Okay, let's
1: talk about it. Um,
2: I grew up in a traditional church where you didn't question God on anything. Mm-hmm. It just happened. Mm-hmm. and you God wanted it this way. Mm-hmm. And you just – you had to move forward. And so in my mind, I couldn't comprehend that, um, the aspect of not questioning God. Okay. And so once I got the freedom, um, I, I discussed it with my care pastor. I, I just – I know you're not supposed to question God. And so once I got the freedom – And the advice I was given was to not, it's not questioning why, but it's questioning the master plan. Lord, reveal to me what you're trying to show me Mm. and how this will impact my life. Mm. What are you trying to show me? So transition from the why to what are you trying to show me? Okay. And so once I got handle of that and I tell you it was many nights I would just lay in bed and just over and over in my mind sure. what are you trying to show me god I'm looking around everywhere I'm going I'm looking what is it here is it yeah. is it there what are you trying to show me yeah, god You're
1: trying to get your bearings.
2: Trying to get my bearings and so once I got a handle of that it was really just sharing my testimony Okay. Um, is what really got me through more than anything. And as you go In and out of doctor's offices, and you, there are a t- ton of visits. Yes. I mean, you, you're in the doctor two or three times a week mm. sometimes, or if you're in chemo, and just sharing your story and knowing that um, there are other believers out here too that are going through the same thing.
1: Absolutely. I'm not
2: the only Christian that's going through what?
1: this. What? You're <laughs> so not the only one. I'm
2: not the only one. And so, once you realize that we're all in this together, yeah. that to me was more beneficial. Um, It wasn't the physical body, but getting my mind right is really... what was the most beneficial thing for me
1: well and, and when i hear you say that the scripture that jumps out to me is that be transformed by the renewing of your mind mm-hmm. it's a very it's a very powerful and profound scripture that really speaks to the point that you're talking about mm-hmm. in order to be to transition mm-hmm. or to have transformation there has to be something mm-hmm. that happens inside of our thinking mm-hmm. and and again you know in the midst of your type of journey you know, you got a lot of stuff floating around in your head. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of things that you're trying to come to terms with, and that's not a simple or necessarily quick process. Mm-hmm. That 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 requires some time and some support, as I've heard you say. And yet, uh, you were able to do that. One of the things that I was made aware of is that I would imagine speaks to the whole purpose or uh, reason for this experience on some level was that then you began to. At some point, you received training on uh, cancer support and, and starting a cancer care support ministry and et cetera. Why, would you, why did you do that? Why did you feel empowered to do that at that point?
2: Once you've experienced something like cancer, life really can never go back to the way it, it used to be. Yeah, it's a new normal. Um, it's There's a new normal, and you have a sense of responsibility to help someone else through this journey. Mm. Um, There's so many people that helped me along this way. And so I felt the need. I mean, my heart longs to help other people get through this process and show them that you can make it, you can do this. And to be a part of someone's journey through something like cancer is more rewarding than anything that, that I've experienced before.
1: Do you think that there is, from your experience, your vantage point, Enough people doing that, reaching out, reaching back, or do you still get a sense that there's still a great fear around the subject and conversation about cancer?
2: I think there's a great fear still. Um, I experienced it myself. Who do you tell? Who do you share this Who with? Who
1: do you trust?
2: Who do you trust? And so, you know, when I was originally diagnosed, I, I had my inner circle. Um, so, I, I do feel like there is still a great fear, but I will say that this younger generation that's coming up, different, um, group. <laughs> different group of people, um, I feel like people are talking about it more. I saw a, a school project recently for a middle schooler mm. that did a school project on breast cancer and I thought, you're doing this in middle school? And they're talking about it more. And it's being incorporated into daily life. It's not a taboo subject. And so because there are so many people experiencing it now, younger generations do not see it as taboo. And so it's, I feel like they'll be more open Yeah, it's, about
1: it's it. interesting that you would bring that up. We we did an, uh, an interview with um, – the spiritual outreach coordinator here at southeastern regional medical center uh connie singleton who i'm sure you've worked with and you're familiar with and she shared a story of a, a of a local church who sent two representatives to the our journey of hope cancer care leadership training those two representatives went back to their local church and started recruiting people to work in their ministry in their local church and a 13 year old girl volunteered to join the group And be trained as a cancer care minister. Oh, wow. So to your point, and it's a point that uh, I had not connected. So ding, 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 ding for me is what what potentially is on the horizon is that with the millennial generation and whatever we'll call the generation after the millennials there's always a Mm -hmm. a title that we give them you're right they're very transparent they share everything on facebook where Mm -hmm. i go what i eat what i wear what color is my hair this Mm -hmm. week but it speaks more to i think a dynamic that you've just articulated of an openness to articulate and share and talk about things Mm -hmm. that previous generations never would talk about or share in an open forum. I think that's very interesting and that's a very unique dynamic that may be taking place. And in this particular conversation is worthy of acknowledgement.
2: Yes, there's freedom and truth. And so um, I feel like walking in my truth is giving me freedom. And so if I can help someone else walk in their truth and not be embarrassed by it, or uh, feel shame from having sure. a diagnosis um, that gives them the freedom to to heal and to um,
1: walk into their purpose and, and pursue their purpose i was going to say so your mom your wife your uh, i think you're a very busy lady are there any particular things that you may be doing in your community or your environment with regard to telling your truth and walking in your truth that you'd want to share with the audience that will be something for people to think about?
2: The one thing that has helped me the most is um, working on my mindset. Hmm. I, I keep a list of everyone that I know that has overcome cancer. I will look at that list and I say, you know what, Lord, you're the same guy that healed them. You're the same guy that heals me. And anytime I come across someone, I will add them to my list and huh. I just go ahead and claim it in advance that you're going to be on my survivor list. And then I also, I pray for my mindset. So it's not my body, it's my mind. And so I will pray for my mindset that I am an overcomer and that um, this is something that is getting me to my destiny.
1: Amen. Well, we've been talking today with Jennifer Thickpin, breast cancer uh, patient and thriver now a uh, young woman with energy, vitality, and a, and a new attitude, as Patty LaBelle once said, and working on maintaining that attitude every day. Today, we celebrate you, and we thank you for sharing your story. Continue to share your truth and walk in your truth and bless others. Thank you.
2: God thank bless. You. God bless.
0: Percy, thank you for bringing our guests to us today. We learn so much from these courageous people, don't we?
1: Well, they have a lot to teach us, and that's one of the great things Experiments of my life, if you will, was when I transitioned from pastoring my local church to focusing on health care and hospital visitation and ministry full time. Uh, one of the benefits that I gleaned is that you get to learn so much from this population of people that you cannot possibly know or understand by a head knowledge or by a book knowledge. You've got to get in the trenches with these folks, and they will teach you tremendous principles. And that's what we
0: learn from them every week. And that's part of the value of listening to this program: is to get the perspective of the people that we bring your way through it. So, thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Seven things you should know about cancer is our resource we're offering to you free of charge right now. It's available. As a download from our website, instantly go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. This podcast is made possible by Cancer Treatment Centers of America with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa. Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, the conversation you had with uh, Jennifer today really opened my eyes to the fact that, uh, boy, we struggle sometimes with uh, bad news, don't we? We do,
1: because we're conditioned to always think that everything good is going to happen to us. And that, though that may sound very harsh and difficult, the fact of the matter is we are preconditioned to somewhat of a Pollyanna attitude and disposition about life. I learned the principle a long time ago. The power of a car battery is that it has a positive and a negative post okay. in order to generate energy. Uh-huh. And the fact of the matter is uh, we need both and we experience both to create the energy and the life of being hopeful and, and being resilient and being conquerors. Uh, how would we know how to be a conqueror if we were never challenged? True. Yeah. And so that being said, no one volunteers for that job, mm-hmm. obviously. But the reality of the fact is, is that in order to to qualify to be a warrior we must go through some wars and some conflicts and that's where the grace the hope and the faith of god comes into play despite negative
0: circumstances well i bring that up because jennifer honestly mentioned her disappointment with god and her anger she first used the word anger right she yeah. did
1: and so and and of course i facetiously uh attempted to be hyperbolic about the response because quite frankly, theologically, 20 years ago, you could not publicly acknowledge that you were angry or disappointed with God. You would have been given mm-hmm. the right foot of fellowship out of your local <laughs> church if you admitted to that. But the reality of the matter is, is that uh, God understands our human reaction and responses to our disappointments and the dynamics that take place in our life that are less than favorable. And And he didn't fall off the throne. As a matter of fact, he said, I will never leave That's you right. and I will never forsake Amen. you. And so that being said, it's okay. Okay, because here's the bigger principle, and 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 our guest made this point that there is freedom in truth. When we have the ability to speak our truth, as she stated, and then live our truth, there's a real sense of power that takes place in our lives. And we're experiencing that right now in our current culture, Wayne, where you are hearing on social media, as we discuss, particularly with uh, this current generation who are very frank and open to discuss any and all aspects of life that happens to them, That 20 years ago, you and I would dare not share in a public forum, let alone to a close friend. But the word of God tells us that you shall know the truth and the truth that you know
0: shall make you free.
1: So it's an important uh, principle to understand of living your truth, walking in your truth and being able to express your truth because God really can then engage with us. Uh, In a way that he dealt with Moses when he first dealt with Moses, he said, Moses, I want you to take your shoes off your feet. And I often wonder, like, what did that have to do with interaction with God Mm -hmm. is because he didn't want to have anything in between him. And got, he wanted direct contact. And in order to have direct contact, you got to have open and honest discussion. Good point. And so with that being said, that's what I received from that commentary yeah. from her.
0: Yeah, well, I bring that up because she did make the statement that life was never the same after the diagnosis. And that, that's, that fits the theme of our program, No Turning Back.
1: And so now we transition into another really life-altering aha moment, as uh, some individuals like to categorize and say, the aha moment here is when we experience different things i think good or bad we have to come to terms with the fact that things are going to be different things are going to shift and change It certainly is true from a cancer diagnosis perspective that there is a different uh, mentality, disposition, outlook. There may even be some physical changes. Things are just simply not going to be the same. It doesn't mean that life can't be good and things can't be well. It just simply is helping us to understand that things won't stay the same. Yeah.
0: Well, whether you're going through a cancer journey yourself or you're going through it with a loved one or if you're a caregiver, we want you to have the resource called Seven Things You Should Know about cancer. Let's run through these real quick. Uh, Number one, cancer affects all types of people.
1: Again, understanding that cancer is indiscriminate. Anyone, everyone, this is not just for a particular individual. Everyone potentially can be impacted by cancer.
0: Practical ministry can have benefits and spiritual needs can vary with each individual. Be sensitive.
1: Understand at the end of the day that we need to really dig deep into the humanity. We talk about it all the time of who individuals are and be sensitive to that so that we can be practically available to minister to them in ways that will be beneficial.
0: Cancer is a journey. Be present as much as possible, and caregivers need some support as well.
1: Absolutely. We need to be present and available. The, the greatest ability that we bring to a cancer or a difficult situation is our availability. God is not asking for the gifted. He's asking for those who are available.
0: Others want to be involved. And then the final point you need to plan and protect your time. So, all of these points are in this resource, which we are offering to our listeners to be downloaded right now.
1: Yep. Please download and receive this and really dig into this information. It was designed for you and to keep you uh, abreast of practical things that you can do right now today. You don't have to go to a school of theology. You don't need DD in front of your name. <laughs> you can receive this information and begin to apply this in ways that'll make a difference in someone's life. Right now, today.
0: Take us back to the book to close today.
1: Psalms 121, our spiritual nugget as we close this episode. Verse number one I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where am I looking? I'm looking up. When I'm down, I need to look up, not where I'm standing. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord. From who? From the Lord. Who made heaven and earth I need to look at the source That created something bigger and larger than myself He will not, verse number 3 Allow your foot to be moved He who keeps you will not slumber At the end of the day Our help comes from a higher source We look up and we look beyond our circumstances And God is going to keep us stationed And located in a place where we can thrive and survive
0: That's Pastor P, the voice of inspiration Our host here on Health, Hope and Inspiration Reverend Persimek Craig, Brother, thanks for your time today. Listen, keep chopping the wood. We've got work to do. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America.
3: If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia,